This is CPX number 109, The Cardinal Virtues. This is the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X, CPX, page 145 to 146, question and answer 56 through 61. God give you his peace. In nomine Pacis Afidi, Spiritu Sancti, Amen. Heavenly King, Consoler, Spirit, Spirit of Truth, who art present everywhere and filling all things, treasure of all good, and source of all life, come dwell in us, cleanse us, and save us. You who are all good, amen. In nomine Pacis Fidi, et Spiritu Sancti, amen. Number 56, name the cardinal virtues. Answer, the cardinal virtues are prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. Number 57, why are prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance called cardinal virtues? Answer, prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance are called cardinal virtues because all the moral virtues are founded and hinged around them. Number 58, what is prudence? Answer, prudence is the virtue that directs each action towards its lawful end and consequently seeks the proper means in order that the action be well accomplished in all points of view and thereby pleasing to our Lord. Number 59, what is justice? Answer, justice is the virtue which disposes us to give everyone what belongs to him. Number 60, what is fortitude? Answer, fortitude is the virtue which renders us courageous to the point of not fearing danger, not even death, for the service of God. Number 61, what is temperance? Answer, temperance disposes us to control the inordinate desires that please the senses and makes us use temporal goods with moderation. Thus are the words of the Holy Pope. Okay, so those are all the words of Pope St. Pius X today. You know, the four cardinal virtues, these are virtues that you actually can have before baptism, say if you're living as a high pagan, uh, but they are especially infused at baptism. Whether you were baptized as a baby or an adult, we know faith, hope, and charity get infused, but did you know the four cardinal virtues also get infused at baptism? Now, St. Thomas Aquinas amazingly lined up these four cardinal virtues with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We won't have time to do all of those today. Really cool web of connections and graphs and stuff like that on the virtues. But I will show you a really neat connection between prudence and the Holy Ghost's gift of counsel. Now, all virtues, you have to realize there's a lot of virtues that are talked about in ascetical theology with St. Thomas Aquinas and even St. John of the Cross. All virtues can be conglomerated under these four today. So they are worth memorizing. Um, Taylor Marshall, Dr. Taylor Marshall has um, longer sections on the four cardinal virtues, which I will link, and I got a bunch of um, today's uh, section from him, even though today's pretty short. And he actually has a way to memorize those four, a mnemonic, and it's peanut butter, French toast. If you can remember peanut butter, French toast, then you can remember prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. Again, these are infused and all virtues, for example, the virtue of religion to give God his due, that falls under justice. Now, the cardinal virtues are also called the moral virtues or the natural virtues. Virtues, in some sense, can be seen as patterns or grooves in the heart, the mind, the soul, but really it's only found in habits. Virtue, um, it can also be translated in the Greek as arite, and virtu, virtus means manly in Latin, some people would rather translate it as honestas. And honestas is another great synonym for virtue because it literally would mean honorable items in the soul. Honestas, it has the same root word as honorable. And these are honorable items in the soul. 
but they're only obtained through habits. So a soul becomes beautiful to God through a good habit. And it becomes strong. Sometimes we think beautiful to God means just kind of sloppy or, or sentimental. But really, God has, God has become weak on the cross to make us strong. Um, strong enough to die for him and the truth. Now, the foundation virtue, I'd much rather talk about fortitude because it's an exciting one, but the foundation of these four cardinal virtues is prudence. So let's talk about that. I want to talk about what prudence is not first. You know, because of the likeness in English to the word prudishness, we think of prudence as prudishness. It's not. Prudence is how to navigate life effectively. Um, You see, the problem in English is that because prudence sounds like prudishness, many people think that the prudent decision is less bold or worse. Uh, it's the decision that most people, as in like, you know, the, the fat part of an opinion poll or a bell curve would do in a given circumstance. No, that is not prudence. Prudence is doing the best thing to get you and everyone around you to live a successful life here and especially to get to heaven. And if there's a rub between those two, a successful life here and getting to heaven then you put the emphasis on getting to heaven. And notice, that might include really bold decisions that literally get you killed. Look at, look at how many martyrs there were. Would anyone say those martyrs were not prudent? No, they were actually prudent. They just weren't prudish in their bold love of Christ. So again, prudence is just how to navigate life with the right decisions. Thomas Aquinas defines prudence as a means by which a man rules himself. Notice the intellect must rule over the emotions with the help of grace. This is like a charioteer over horses. Horses can get a little bit wild, but if the charioteer knows what he's doing, then he's going to get them to the goal. And the charioteer of all virtues is prudence. Um, another way to look at it is, what is the right thing to do in this moment specifically? Dr. Taylor Marshall on one of the videos I'm going to link here, he talks about how every decision, including like where to eat or which car to buy for your family, is a decision that requires prudence because every decision brings us closer to God or farther from God. And like any habit, which is a virtue, a virtue is a habit, prudence builds on prudence and imprudence builds on imprudence. A new habit, by the way, takes somewhere between 21 days and six months. But the hard part about prudence, I believe, is breaking off bad friendships. It's very hard to be prudent. It's very hard to navigate life uh, successfully both to heaven and whatever your vocation is if you have bad friends around you. So having good friends is an important part of prudence. Now I did mention I wanted to talk about one gift of the Holy Ghost that is intricately linked to prudence and that's counsel. Counsel, and by the way, I should probably define prudence as common sense. Um, That's really a great definition of prudence. Prudence is common sense. So what is counsel? Counsel is supernaturalized common sense. G.K. Chesterton wrote, the first effect of not believing in God is that you lose your common sense. I mean, just look at the woke culture. Could that, could that have been prophesied better by anybody than G.K. Chesterton 100 years ago? The first effect of not believing in God is that you lose your common sense. So prudence is the virtue, counsel is the gift. Prudence is common sense used every day of your life, hopefully every hour. Counsel is supernaturalized common sense that you do need to be in a state of sanctifying grace to have access to. So basically, counsel is supernaturalized prudence, supernaturalized common sense. The, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, I like to use those interchangeably because spirit is closer to the Latin, actually. Um, 
but I know a lot of traditionalists like Holy Ghost, so I use those interchangeably. Same third person, the Trinity. Um, counsel is the Holy Spirit's gift to us that by grace we can know what to do, what to think, and what to say at every moment of the day. Now that that's not being a weirdo and looking up for some computer printout to float from some saint into your hand. It's knowing co-naturally how to honor God and love your neighbor and keep Christian boundaries around yourself. It might include research of reason, but again, it's co-natural the more you live a life of grace. You see, life is complex. The reason I chose to talk about um, prudence and, and counsel today is because I actually think counsel is more needed than 100 years ago. Now, God can't change. Human nature can't change. Why would I say that? Well, I would actually make the argument life is more complex than 100 years ago. Um, you know, there's no moral manuals from the 19th century, I'll keep this G-rated, that are going to tell you what to do if, say, your kids ask about a neighbor boy who doesn't, say, dress like a boy anymore. You know, how do you respond in both truth to your kids and charity to the neighbors to win them to Christ because they're going to hear the answer? You're not going to find that on a podcast like this. You're not even going to find it in a saint's book in the 19th century. Why? Because nobody in the 19th century was dealing with neighbor boys who, will say, underwent surgeries or whatever. That's, that's pretty new. So only counsel can help you today, which is, um, which is needed really more than past times, I believe. And this is why counsel, um, which is under the, uh, the title of prudence, is so important. Catholics always needed it, but especially now we need it. We need this supernatural prudence, which is counsel. Because life is so complex, only the Holy Spirit can show us at every moment what to think, do, and say. And the deeper you go into prayer and study, the more co-natural it is. So you basically just start to feel it. You start to know co-naturally, intuitively, what the right thing is to honor God and help your neighbor get to heaven. Last thing, if you're listening on a podcast app, please rate this podcast. Be honest, but know that anything less than five stars probably won't promote us to other listeners. So please give us a five but only if you like these podcasts. And please do say in Our Father for me, et benedictio de omnipotentis, patris et et spiritus santi, descendet super vos et maniat semper. Amen. <laughs>